Hi, I'm Steve Rogers, and the question is, why does our school matter? And to me, all schools matter because they are the gateway to a vast wealth of knowledge and opportunities. Hi, I'm Mr. Ryden. And I'm Sophia Raines. And this is Our School Matters, a podcast where we talk to the teachers, students, staff, and administrators of RCCU1 about what matters to them. Mr. Ryden, do you like to party? I love to party. Well, good. Especially around a bunch of teenagers. Well, good. It's prom week. Yay! Prom is this Friday at the only Parkside Event Center from 8 to 10 on Friday, May 5th. After prom follows at as at eleven. I think I put down here. I'm pretty sure it's at eleven. So it's after prom. Uh, if you got an after prom ticket, you probably can prom. look at the ticket and see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's that eligibility <laughs> is still being determined this week. So watch out for those tardies. Get your grades up. They will kick you even they on Friday. You. Yeah, they will. They'll get you. They will actually stop you from going. I always both look forward to and dread prom week because. It's very fun. I like to see everyone all dressed up and having so much fun and just there's so much joy around it usually. But I also dread it because as a junior class sponsor, I have to help out getting set up for it. And also I just have to stand there and Mm -hmm. listen to music that is not necessarily my music. Last year you were at the door. (laughs) I Oh yeah, I hid there the whole time basically. No, I was, we had the, the bathroom issue. Oh, okay, so let me explain this. So last year it was at our local hotel, which has kind of um, an area to have events and a bathroom back there as well. Yeah. But But we get there. Something happened. And I don't remember if it was one bathroom or both bathrooms. I think it was both. But they flooded. Yeah, both bathrooms. Yeah. And so so that was a wreck. So there was another bathroom by the restaurant area, and we had to uh use that. But I had to go and just stand there and basically make sure, first of all, because there was uh, the ladies' restroom wasn't enough. So Uh I would just stand in front of the men's room if ladies had to go in there. And also to make sure nobody, like, ducked out and, like, did did the drugs or whatever. I I believe that the water started coming in after the people had arrived. Yeah. Because I do have video from that bathroom before it was flooded. Yeah, it was during the event. It it wasn't right before. Mm. It was like crisis at the beginning of prom and it worked out okay and i i hung out out there and just made sure that whole area you know we mm-hmm. we try to make sure prom is a very safe environment when you show up you can't go outside unless you know because we're obviously we're trying to look out for kids doing stuff that might be bad and we want to keep you all safe and really i'll just transition that and say directly not to be a bummer but please be safe out there on prom uh-huh. weekend we don't want to have don't be uh, crazy yes don't be crazy and you know, I'll just say, like, I know that I'm not going to say, like, don't do anything or whatever, but just make a good choice. If you know of other people that are partying or whatever, just don't drive, you know, at least that. I'm not encouraging you guys to all go out and do that, but we don't want to have, you know, uh, our memory of prom to be the to memory be of a tragedy. Yeah. So please be safe out there on uh, prom night. Have a good time. Have fun. Um, but... You don't have to drive if that's the case. Is that bad for our teachers? I'm not encouraging no. you guys to go out and drink, but it's, let's be realistic. Kids are going to be kids, and you should live your life You're going to be dumb. But there is a point where, you know, one one thing is maybe a little bad, and another thing puts other people at risk mm-hmm. and is not not an okay mm-hmm. little sin to get away with in life. Anyway. I am really excited to get to prom, though, and to get that done. It is a little hard to get by all of the music at prom that I, I don't quite listen to. Um, I don't quite have the musical taste, the broad musical taste of someone <laughs> like our uh, very well-known Mr. Steve Rogers, who is the interview uh, for today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is our custodian that is well-known, first of all, because his name is Steve Rogers, which is AKA Captain America. He's the custodian who, if you come in here at about 7 a.m. like I do, you'll see him. He's got his Bluetooth speaker on his cart. And he's oh, going around yeah. cleaning all the bathrooms, and he's just blaring. It'll be classical, yeah. it'll be country, it'll yeah. be rock, it'll yeah. be anything. He just he loves music. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been in several bands ever since he was a little kid. Actually, in the interview, he talks about how he realized when he started 
cleaning here for the first time an overnight shift that he was in Ron Heron gym and he had like kind of a deja vu memory of playing here when he was like 13 or 14. Um, in a band, yeah, for what? a band. It's crazy, yeah. He has a lot of really great stories, and we, we had some pretty interesting talks about his point of view mm -hmm. of what it's like here at RCHS, and a little bit about his thoughts of the differences in generations between his and ours. Uh, or his and ours, oh my God, like I'm a kid. I do this, I get this mentality where I'm like, I forget sometimes that I am... Hello, fellow I'm teens. I'm 40. Hey, fellow teens. Hello, kids. Hey, buddies, what are we doing today? I had a great time talking to him, so <laughs> I can't do that one. Okay. I had a great time talking to him. He is a very interesting guy. Uh, here is my interview with Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, thank you for talking with me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. So I want to start out with just talking a little bit about RCHS in general and what you do here. Can you describe to me what a typical day is for you as like a custodian? How do you and how do you interact with students during your workday? Well, I got to be friendly to them. I mean, yeah. that, that's <laughs> part of the job. But then, but trying to teach them how to interact with people, you know, mm -hmm. in society, you mm -hmm. know, it, it's better to be friendly than unfriendly. You know, for sure. Yeah, and, and all all it takes is just good morning or how are you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not anything that's going to kill a person. Right, yeah. And uh, some of the stuff is unnecessary, but I mean, kids are kids, you know. Yeah. And if there weren't any messes, then there'd be no custodians. That's, no, that's very true. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Some of the senseless things. Are, yeah. Uh, that, uh, There's a line where uh, the kind of person that would say, like, oh, well, I'm keeping this guy in a job, that's usually the kind of person that's like, uh, yeah. clean up after yourself. Yeah, no, but, uh, but no, I mean, the, the kids are kids. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, but you know, if I see them, I'll tell them, "Hey, you know, knock it off. What are mm -hmm. you doing?" You know, and uh, yep. they can't have a free reign. That right. nobody's going to say anything. Yeah, know? at least that's how I look at it. If, if not, you know, if I get a, if they don't like me saying something nicely, I guess they can fire me. <laughs> <laughs> we go that route. No, I think every, yeah. it's it takes a village. That old adage. That's right. I think that's village, absolutely you know. true. And I'll tell you what, you find the kid that disrespects somebody uh, because they're a custodian and thinks that they, for some reason, can treat them differently than the teacher, yeah. then, well, we've just identified a kid that needs their attitude corrected. Yeah, and, 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 what we've yeah, and it's the, the best thing about it is when I have kids that tell me and that they appreciate the job I do that, so that they've got clean restrooms. That's really nice. Because, I mean, basically, I, I'm, the, I'm the king of cracker land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Crapper Bill, yeah. yeah. And to clear that up for anybody, that uh, Thomas Crapper was the one that invaded, invented the first flushable toilet ball cock. So Is that actually where, right? Yeah. So that's Is that really where that oh, comes yeah, from? Oh, yeah, it's true. Look, you look it up. I, I, I thought I, you were pulling my leg no, further there. No. I thought you were winding me up in a story here. I was here. telling that to Mrs. Eagleson last uh -huh. year. And yeah. She thought the same thing. Right, because it sounds ridiculous. She said, boy, you're just, you're just full of it, aren't you? <laughs> so I printed it out. I looked at yeah. Thomas. Did your research? Yeah, your citation? well, I'd seen it before. Yeah, because uh, I don't even know. I remember how I come across it. Maybe somebody yeah. told me that, and I thought, yeah, you're pulling my leg. But yeah. he, he was from England. But uh, the, really, the, first, the, the ball cock, you know, the, uh -huh. that's the water level. Yeah, yeah. The uh -huh. first, it wasn't the first toilet, but the yeah. first flushable toilet. Right. So uh -huh. when you used to automatically refill the tank, and so, yeah. So when they use the word "crapper," it, it's not being derogatory; it's being honored of the guy's name that invented so it. So "crap" yeah. has come out of this yeah. guy's name. Yeah. So his, is his part name. of his last name has become shorthand for poop. Yeah, well, poop. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Now that I haven't uh, <laughs> researched that. If, sure. If this guy's name and the "crapper" toilet. Mm -hmm got shortened to crap and that's yeah. why we refer to it. Or if it's some other reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's or, interesting. Or, or, or did the word crap come from, but boy, it just seems like it's odd. <laughs> yeah. Crapper and crap. Yeah. You know, so, For sure. So, so anyway, that's, that's <laughs> what I tell Mr. Jr. I was going to put it on my card, you know, the Crapper Land Express. <laughs> I still may do it. You know, big old sign out yeah. there. Just. And they won't know you're actually embracing history. Yeah, embracing history. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what led you to your position here? How did you end up working here with us? Oh, that's this is a humdinger here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't want anybody to think that I have lived my life in this manner. But mm -hmm. see, uh, when I was kind of retired, and yeah. uh, I'd been doing construction work, and I just get mm -hmm. too old to do that. Right. 
Uh, I don't, I mean, one of the last big jobs I did here when I worked for Tom Fehrenbacher is when we poured the, the drive and the road in behind the new USDA building. Oh, really? And behind that, and we built that. And then I poured the concrete for Monocle's parking lot. Oh, really? Wow. How long ago, the the current location of Monocle's? Yeah, yeah, the current Monocle's. Was yeah. it back when it was the, not when it was the video store or whatever? Did yeah, they, yeah did the they, video place. You did it for that? No, for, for the, the Monocle's. Oh, once they, Monocle's took, I mean, they, so they redid the lot. Yeah, they redid, point. yeah. Okay. The, and that was funny because Tom was going to, he was going to blacktop it. And uh -huh. them guys out there spray, or the, blowing it and yeah. sweeping it for like a day and a half. Yeah. And then he decided just concrete. So they <laughs> he brought Wilson in with his track and just tore it all up and uh -huh. concrete it. So yeah, but I'm, I'm too old to do that kind of stuff. Sure, right? yeah. So now here's here's the funny part. Uh -huh. I wanted to go to uh, Lowe's at Vincennes. Yeah. I thought, you know, and I knew I knew a guy in, in Robinson that had his own drywall business. Uh huh. And very good at it and, and very lucrative. Yeah. And his wife. Uh, Boy, that work will grind you down too, though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he saw the writing on the wall. I guess getting uh -huh. a little older. Yeah. And his wife opened up her own real estate thing. Mm -hmm. So she was in business for herself, and he was in business for himself, and both of them were paying insurance. Mm -hmm. So he went to Lowe's. And the last time I ran into him, the lawyer said he's better off financially when he was when he's in business for really? himself because he gets insurance through Lowe's. Right. Yeah. And they got the retirement and uh -huh. you know and all that. So I wanted to go so over that's there. That's what you were aiming for. But there were openings here in, in Virginia. She, uh, uh, she'd worked in the school district as a cook uh -huh. and, and everything, and she heard about an opening here. So she wanted me to pursue the uh -huh. out here. Uh -huh. You know. So I said, well, for I'm an opening for a custodial position yeah, at that point, yeah, or yeah, okay, because yeah, you were substitute teaching a little before that. Yeah, Is that we, right? we, we get, yeah. Okay, uh, sure, no, sure. No, but that was after I'd been working here. Ah, I see. So, uh, but on that deal. Uh, I found out that from Mr. Simpson that, that all it takes to substitute teach is an associate degree. Uh -huh. and, and I had one of them for 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> I told him, I said, boy, ain't that a hoot. I had that <laughs> for 29 <laughs> years and yeah. not know what to do with it. Yeah. So I went to Roe and got certified. Okay. But what I was doing when I was supposed to be working evenings, mm -hmm. for two weeks I worked in substitute taught over in Lawrenceville at the uh -huh. three schools. Yeah. And then I would take a vacation day and not work evenings here. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Julian asked me how long I was going to do that. I said, well, until I run out of vacation days, I guess, uh -huh. you know. And uh, I fair as him, I, I checked over with Joni at Lawrenceville, and she assured me I could work every day. So I, yeah. I told Mr. Julian that, you know, I left him a message on that Friday. I just yeah. got done calling Joni from, <laughs> called from the elementary school uh -huh. in Lawrenceville. Yeah. And I called him over here at 1.30 and left him a message that I was going to just go ahead and retire. I yep. wasn't going to work any evenings anymore. Mm -hmm. When I'm going to butt my head against the wall, yep. I can just substitute teaching. Right. And I go ahead and do One that. One lane. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was on, actually, I substitute, taught that second week one day here. Yep. You know, in, in the, uh -huh. and, uh, and that was different. Yeah. <laughs> so versus I, the elementary school? No, right here in the high school. Yeah, well, that's what I meant, high school versus the elementary school. Yeah, so it was well, see, over in a the, very different beast. Yeah, but over in Lawrenceville, I taught in all, the substitute in all three schools. Mm -hmm. I was even a librarian oh, okay. one day. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Oh, so you did college. everything. Yeah. I was a PE coach. Most of the time I was in special ed, uh -huh. you know, yeah. and uh, doing that. So anyway, I, I had left uh, Mr. Julian that mm -hmm. text or even a voicemail or whatever to, to get my replacement, and then I'd give him my two weeks' notice yeah. when I come in Monday. Come to find out he'd been a busy beaver trying to come up with something for me to stick here. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, and so... He came up with the day job uh -huh. in the bathrooms because nobody's doing the bathrooms anyway. Right. Uh, okay. The, the custodians, by the time they get the classrooms and everything right. else, you know, the, the what goes is the bathroom. Yeah. You know, so, so that's what he came up. With. He actually wanted me to do the stairs too. Uh huh. I told him, I said, uh, you got a lot of stairs here. Yeah. You got a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. I said, how about if I just keep track of what I do for a couple of days? And see how much we'll you can actually do out, reasonable you know, so without breaking your back and, every and, day. And when, when one of the teachers would say, well, can you get me some copy paper? I'd say, yeah, uh -huh. I'll get the copy paper. Yeah. And I explained to him, I, I'm, I'm not going to get put in a position where these people that I build up their respect yeah. to lose that just because I'm going days and have to say, well, I don't have time. Yeah. And then right. have them say, boy, this is it. Rogers went to days. You can't get him to do nothing. Right, yeah. You don't want to be said, put in that position. I said, I'm going to leave. Or you're battling either administration yeah. or some I said, staff. I'm going to leave me about an hour, an hour and a half for restocking or for, uh -huh. for 
stuff that you don't count on. Right. You know, messes, you yep. know, yeah. and all that. It's always going to, it's a different <laughs> no, thing yeah, every day at, at high school. You know, so I did that for two days, and I gave him my thing. I said, no, if there's any question on that, you let me know, and I'll buy the popcorn, and we'll watch the movies, and you can see, see what, what I what do. I, do. Yeah. I said, then you'll know what I know yeah. instead of what you think. Yes. Yeah. He said, I trust you. And he told me that Terry, he said, boy, he drives a hard bark. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> well, so you got to be your own advocate, though. So I mean, that's, that's something that's kids that's could that's learn that's about a so job is that you've got to, your work is valuable no so matter who you are. And so you need to. So that's why I'm still here and not retired in right. to teaching. Now, how I got here in the first place was Virginia wanted me to try here uh -huh. and I wanted to go to Lowe's. Uh -huh. Well, I told her, I said, well. I don't usually do this, but I said, I'm just going to pray about it and see what uh -huh. opens up. Yeah. Well, you see where I'm at. Yeah, right. So, I mean. This is the path that opens up. That, that I mean, basically, that, uh, uh, oh, and in my interview with uh, Mr. Buzzard and, uh -huh. and, and Lee, remember when he was here? Yep. The last question Larry uh, asked me was why th they should hire me uh -huh. over the other people that were applying. Uh -huh. And, uh, and I said, well, it's like this. I really don't know anybody that works here, mm -hmm. and I don't know anybody that's applying. Yeah. So I really can't judge on that. But what I do know is me. Yeah. And I will put me up against any of them, uh -huh. and whatever it takes, I'll come out ahead. Yeah. That's and excellent. You, and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And he said that's pretty brazen. I said not if you can back it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It if you is. back it up, it's just a fact. Right. <laughs> that's so, excellent, yeah. So so anyway, that's why I'm that's how I got here and why I'm still here. Yeah. Do you enjoy it still? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, it's work. Well, There's uh, day. Everybody has days with it. Yeah, but it, it's like this. Here I'm in my own little crapper land. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I know what my duties are. <laughs> duties, and, uh, and, indeed. And, and I've got all my <laughs> acquaintances and friends. Yeah. You know, uh, and people I know, people I work with, I like to work with. I get my exercise. Uh -huh. Substitute teaching, you have to check every morning to see if there's anything there. And yeah. where you go. And so you got to do that. And yeah. then you got to wonder, well, what am I going to do today? Uncertainty every morning. Yeah, it, it, it's like I, I told Mrs. Billington, it's like the eternal new guy. Uh huh. You, yes. You, you never get over the new guy. Thing, uh huh. You know? That's true. Yeah. And then the thing, well, what if I get into math class or calculus and some student <laughs> answer me a question? Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, it was, and, and not that the money, believe it or not, the money is better than what I'm doing. I do believe it. Our sub pay is okay sure. compared to other districts, but it isn't the greatest. It's a, it's a thankless job sometimes being a sub. Not that I'm encouraging anybody to avoid it. It's especially if you're into education, you get to be with students and all that stuff, and and you get to uh, understand a classroom better, especially if you're trying to step up to it. Or retired teachers, you know, you know what you're in for. And, and, but and um, it's still, it can be challenging work. And for I won't, sure. I won't give any figures, but it it. It shocked me when I figured out how much how much I was losing that. per day just yep. based on what and and that was before they they bumped our wages up uh -huh. so that we had people quit working here and go to work driving garbage trucks right I yeah mean, well you yeah. got to keep it's yeah a, we, we, it's uh, a hard job and all to they keep could this get was place people, up you know, it's like why do we keep put, getting all these people it's like because you're getting what's left over when Walmart pays yep. their 20 yep. and everybody else that pays it, Master yes. Halco, what you're getting is the dregs yes, exactly. that, that, that aren't capable of that job. Yeah. And you want to bring them in here paying little or nothing and yeah, expect them to take care of this whole responsibility. You're going to get all the people that couldn't either hack it there or yeah. for other reasons yeah. couldn't. And so, so Or some people that are dedicated and want to do it and then you burn those people out because they feel like they're being unfairly compensated. And so, I understand that. And see, I never even figured in my insurance. I just went on right. what I lost per day, uh -huh. plus then what I would lose on my vacation days, uh -huh. the, the personal days, the sick days, and then all the holidays mm -hmm. that when you don't work, you don't get paid. Right. So when you get it, it was up in five figures. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe it. Uh, so that, that, that's it. a big uh -huh. decision maker, too. Right. You know. so it's, it's one thing, you know, you, like you say, spend your, your days in Crapperland. If you're doing that, but you know that you're providing for yourself and you're you're making yeah. yourself more comfortable yeah. i mean that's that's work that's what a lot of kids could learn too is yeah, that and, and, that's you know, that's good that's tolerable it's if some of these when you hate a job if, sometimes if it's because you're just not yeah. getting compensated if a, if a handful of kids say thank you and realize that it yeah. takes effort to pick up maybe you talk to somebody something you know yeah it's like that delbert mcclinton song i figured uh -huh. out if i don't have the party i don't have the mess you know <laughs> yeah. if i don't have the mess i don't have to clean it up uh -huh. <laughs> so that's <laughs> it yeah
So, you know, don't make the mess, you know, yeah. or at least control it. Sort of. Right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that's why I'm here. That's how I got here. What is the most enjoyable part of your day here? Is it talking with kids? Is it uh, the colleagues that you have? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Just the whole thing. It'd be hard to uh -huh. pinpoint one thing. Do you just kind of get into a flow and it's like you kind of complete? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good feeling to get into yeah. a regular routine and a flow and you can kind of lose your thoughts a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because see, it's a psychological thing. Because mm -hmm. before, I thought, well, this is all that's available, so therefore I could kind of have them things that, of not regret, but just not enjoying it. You yeah. Know, that it's a have-to thing. Uh-huh. But in this case now, when I had my options, yeah, I could work days substitute teaching, or uh -huh. I could work days here, and I chose this. Yeah, so it's Makes not a like big it's like, like like nature's forcing me to do it. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. nature opened up another opportunity because uh -huh. I was worried about what I do because I knew I didn't want to go back to construction work. Oh yeah, and uh, if you start picking and choosing yeah. in construction, you don't work much. Right, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, the, the people that want something done, they don't want to hear. Oh, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you know, before you know it, you don't get any calls. Yeah, well, because if they're not reliable, yeah. Yeah. Right now it seems like a lot of contractors and construction companies are hurting for people, so yeah. they'll probably be pestering. But, but yeah, it's pretty quickly. It's like, oh, it's not worth my time. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, any carpenter worthy salt's worth his pay. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. people that are having trouble keeping good carpenters, they're not paying them. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. They're not. They're not paying them enough. Mm -hmm. They're just like everybody else. They go someplace else. Yeah. It's human nature. Uh -huh. People got to eat. Yeah, and you got to feel valued too. I mean, sometimes you're desperate. You get desperate people, yeah, and I've, yeah. you know, I've been in that position before. You know, where I was, where we ate all the ramen we had. We lived on potatoes for about a half a week. Yeah, I, I haven't had a long history like that. I had a couple of weeks in the college area when we both left. A, my wife and I left a job, but got really to that rough point. Um, I, I think I've lived a pretty pampered life compared to a lot of people. Oh yeah. You know, my father was a minister, he didn't make a ton of money, but we were lower middle class and it was comfortable. But yeah. when you really get desperate, it's one thing, but then you're begrudgingly, like you said, you're trapped somewhere. Yeah. But once you get some choice and you go to a place and they don't, they value you as much as, as little as they can, you know, yeah. they give you as little value as they can. People resent that and that's how you lose people. That's how people are just unhappy too. It's yeah, an unhappy way to live to feel well, see, like you're being taken advantage with, of. That's the thing with an education. Mm -hmm. If you're in a field and, and you don't like where you're living, you can just relocate. Yeah. You can pick what part of the country. Mm -hmm. If you don't have it, you got a high school degree and you're just hoping they'll give you a job on an assembly line. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess you could go to where you go wherever at a resort yeah. area, but you ain't gonna make enough money to live there. Yeah. You yeah. gotta. That's right. Yeah. You gotta rebuild. I mean, anybody that pulls up stakes. It depends on how you know. Like when you're young and you get yeah. that teaching degree, yeah. you really could go about anywhere. Now, oh boy, the thought of, I mean, I could, but the thought of pulling up stakes and it's oh, expensive yeah. to start a new, like try and buy a new house, sell the one I have, and you yeah. just lose so much every time you move. But oh, yeah. It's like do. those choices you make to end up somewhere, like you feel comfortable where you're at, I feel pretty comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. And uh, you, you just gotta, I mean, how many people actually really enjoy their jobs, you know? Yeah. Not, uh, probably a very low percentage. Very low and percentage. So if it's actually. tolerable even and you're living a life that you enjoy, I mean, that's, not that everybody should accept what they have, but I really think that's the goal is and to get well, to and where. And then you'd have your percentage of people that actually like their job because it pays really good. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And they they tolerate the job for the you know. Right for that. Well, I, money. I like what I'm doing. Yeah, because you know. I found a middle of the road. I get paid decently. You know, public school teachers famously paid extravagantly well, but. But I'm sure and custodians as well and always that'll lead, overpaid. That'll lead right. us into question yeah. two there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, go for it. So what do you think a problem is facing uh, education today that concerns you? Mainly financing. Uh-huh. That, that would be the top of the list. Mm -hmm. because, I mean, everybody wants their kid to have the best education until it comes to paying the bills. Right. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, or a parent say, no, that we'll cut off one of our vacations this summer so that we can pay higher taxes to support right. our school. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, that's, but that's probably been around for years. I, I suppose it, it's the kind of thing, I mean, maybe part of the problem is there's a disconnect in people's minds between what they're paying for and the service, and there's definitely a lot of people, and some rightfully so, some I think off base just using it as a political tool, but who are saying like, oh, this money's being wasted, it's not going to be used, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, roads in Richland County, like, we've got an issue here, oh, and yeah. that doesn't just magically happen because we complain about it, it happens through making sure that we 
have a certain amount of financial, you know, like tax taxes going towards that, but also that it's funneling towards that. And I'm not going to simplify it and say we should all pay a lot more taxes and everything will get fixed. But it is true, and I really like that what you said. Like they really want the best education for their kids. But yeah, they, they the discussion want talks about paying for it, and it really does change change people's tune. Yeah, yeah. it does, and, and that that's the sad part. Mm -hmm. and, uh, probably always be that way. It probably will. There's uh, no way to fix it for sure. And, yeah. And I, maybe it's just maybe so if it was more more transparent with exactly what your tax dollars are going towards every time you send that out. But you know, I, I, there's probably a lot of people that are just like, I don't care. Like, I just don't want to pay yeah. this money. Maybe it's just so more prevalent because it's everything is so expensive anyway. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I see this stuff, and just in the custodial department. Uh huh. They order stuff through these places and have it delivered here. When they could, if they had a credit card out here uh -huh. at Walmart, they could yeah. buy a stuff for a lot cheaper. Yeah. Here. Mm -hmm. And I buy a lot of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. cleaning stuff. You know, yeah. When it's on sale or whatever. Sure. Yeah. That, that they don't get. But yeah, it's. Yeah, there becomes a bureaucratic process to all those purchases, which is a necessary thing in some ways because it it helps stop from you know. Okay, I'll, I'll take this opportunity uh -huh. yeah. to, uh, to really try to irritate all the uh, Microsoft shareholders. Okay, go right? for it. And Bill Gates. Uh, everybody, uh, what a genius Bill Gates is, you know, and everything. And, uh, well, yeah, he might be, but when you stop and think, and I never thought about it until I was talking to Mr. Dunn, how many schools in this United States have Bill Gates computers in them? Uh -huh. So, so as as, as when, and I would like to ask him in a, in a format like this, just mm -hmm. face to face, mm -hmm. just a simple question. Well, Mr. Gates, when you saw that your your money and your wealth was just hand over fist, mm -hmm. and you went from millions to billions, yeah, and and you knew that the majority of your product was going into school districts yeah. where people had to pay taxes mm -hmm. to afford that mm -hmm. or get grants from the states or whatever to get these computer systems in yeah. for the kids to be prepared for the future. Well, during somewhere in your path to uh, accumulating all this wealth, mm -hmm. it never dawned you to think, well, man, I got way more money than I need. Yeah. Maybe I should drop the price of the computers that I sell to the schools yeah. and help them out. Maybe yeah. he did. I don't know. But I, I'm sure. I mean, he's done... Suster's foundation, and he has done good work. And I, I've heard some commentary of his talking about though he really doesn't like government control of wealth. But I mean, it, this is a com this is a question that honestly you could ask a lot of people. Like, yeah. when is it enough? A hundred billion dollars? I mean, it's it? it's more well, about scoring. The at that point. That he said all of it. Or yeah, exactly. And it was a very money. honest question that I think yeah. is at the, you know, a root of a big problem like that where it is never enough for some yeah, people. Yeah, and how, much, how much is enough? Is it all of it? Yeah. For them, it, it is it fills a certain hole, but there's a real-world yeah, yeah. effect that shifts the balance. I mean, yeah, yeah, Google now, too, tons of equipment here, and, yeah, and they, uh, yeah, for sure. So. It's a question that should be asked of a lot of these ultra-billionaires uh, again and again and again, I think. Do you think that you have a different view of students here than teachers do? Do you get to see a different side of them that we do, that teachers or administrators do? Probably a different side, but I imagine the teachers have a better view of them because mm -hmm. they know, and they've got them like an hour, an mm -hmm. hour and a half, an right. hour, ten minutes, whatever. And I just pick up after them in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I learn a bit I, about them out with that, but as a, as a I population. I know one thing that most teachers don't know. I know their hygiene habits. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when I'm in that bathroom, how many are in and out of there without hitting that sink? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I know. The, and the biggest, the biggest gripe you'd think, I got You'd think twice about laying your head down on this on this table if yeah. you knew the student before you, if they, yeah. how many times they did not wash their hands yeah, when they were in the bathroom. Yeah, and, and, you know, and what day before they laid their head on there. <laughs> yeah. you know. Yep. Now, the most aggravating thing is the, the blow dryers are so far away from the sinks. Uh -huh. Now, who designed that? I know. They are. <laughs> I asked Mr. Nealis downstairs when they're in the science wing. Yeah. He was in there and going six, over. Six, eight from feet, probably. Yeah. And he was about all the way over there. I said, hey, could I ask you a question? He said, yeah, what is it? I said, how far are your towels away from your sink at your house? <laughs> he said, closer than this. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, that's that's. A design flaw, to be sure. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
So, Sophia, did your dad ever tell you any bedtime stories? Oh my god. <laughs> it's getting to be too much. These hooks are getting to be too much. Sure, yes. Did he? Did did he sometimes sure. mess them up? No. No. He was very literate about them. <laughs> He read them verbatim. Yes. He had a fact checker on hand. Well, the Richland County Theater Department proudly presents bedtime stories as told by our dad who messed them up at the RCHS Theater, May 13th at 6.30 p.m. It is in conjunction with the RCHS Junior Performers Camp, so there's going to be some K through 5 participants that are going to be in a theater camp leading up to it, and they'll be in there. This play is part of the Drama 101 class. It's a student-led production, so there are actually four student directors. There's one doing an overall, and then three of them for, it's a three-part play with an overarching story to it. And those three mini stories within each have a little director, a little director, each have a director that is a student as well. Uh, it seems very interesting. I've been to a lot of their practices. Tickets go on sale May 1st, so that is today. Tickets are on sale today if you go to the Richmond County High School website, you will see a little link up towards the top that says RCPAC, the Richmond County Performing Arts Center. You can click on there to get tickets. Once again, that is Bedtime Stories as told by our dad who messed them up May 13th at 6.30 p.m. Go check it out, folks. Go check it out. Stop. Check out that play. No. Okay. Keys down. <laughs> now back to the show. Have you noticed any changes in the behavior of students, like maybe since the pandemic, or do they? Do you feel like do you see them? Is is hygiene a different thing, or is there like interaction in the halls that you see? Would you say it's very different, or, or would you say that they're maybe getting back to what it was before? It seems that? like they're getting back to a little normal now. Mm -hmm. The deal with the mask and everything, boy, that they were just really. Yeah, it was it was depressing. Yeah, depressing and lost. You know, you couldn't yeah. talk to. You know, that was. Yeah. I remember my first day teaching to a group of kids in masks, and I was okay with it as a, a necessary evil. Like yeah. I, you know, I have family members that I was worried about, yeah, but it I, still sucked. It doesn't yeah, change yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, that no, it I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. Yeah, well, just, and that's all. That, anyone's I mean, opinion, we, and people have. What we went through. Yeah. The seniors this year, what they've yeah. gone through oh, having yeah. a school under high school, high school education. Yes, you know. yeah. Uh, they've had a rocky year. Uh, the one year be... when they had the school with no carpets and it's a yep. dust bowl. Yeah. That was, yeah, they showed up here when it was gutted and yeah. to be ready for the remodel. That was yeah. the freshman year. Yeah, and End so of that freshman year, the March of that freshman year is when we all got sent home for, you know, until the next school year. Yeah. And then the next school year, we were over at the churches because the construction yeah, got held so, yeah, up. They, they, they went through a lot. They, yeah. they really did. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a lot said. There'll be studies for years about the effects on social health and emotional health and yeah. uh, engagement in classes. It's a it's a big problem that there's no full solution for. Yeah. But do you so you feel like now the kids are kind of back the way they were before? Seems like this. they're more normal, you yeah. know. And and. Uh, the, the newer ones is coming in, they don't know anything about the construction. Right, yeah. So they'd so, have to deal with that. Uh, all they're doing is just bringing the baggage with them from wherever they came from. Right, yeah. and that's that's what we deal with. <laughs> yeah. So we always have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. I want to move on, actually, yeah. to a little bit about you personally, talking about your past. So you are, uh, you play guitar, you're a guitar player. Yeah. Um, and you have been playing for a long time. You've been a, a guitar instructor. Tell me, do you still play now? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've been working on some. I'm working on a duet with Mrs. Miss Marriott. No kidding. Yeah, Country Road by John Denver. I can't. I cannot wait to hear it. Yeah. I cannot wait We're to hear rehearse. it. Yeah, the, the, it'll be before school's out. Okay. Are you guys gonna like record it or? Uh, no, we're gonna. It'll be up to her to figure out where, you know, what venue. That's why I'm okay. working with her. You know, I said. Uh, well, I'm gonna get a recording of that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we already went through it once and. I have a cousin down in Alabama, uh -huh. and he's got this tracking thing that he can record. Oh, good. So, and so, uh, I heard him play guitar when I was a kid, and that's when yeah. I wanted to play. You know. Uh huh. And, the and, same cousin. Uh, yeah, Melvin. Down uh huh. There, and uh, down in Dadeville, and so 
what I do, any song that I want to do, uh, I send it to him and, and uh -huh. what, what key I want it in. Yeah. And if I want to change the tempo uh -huh. of the original or whatever. And he transposes it. Yeah, and he just he records it, and then he gets on the computer and gets uh -huh. all the background filled, but he plays guitar uh -huh. and bass guitar on, on most of them. Okay. And then, and then, so you're and collaborating he, online, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. collaborating, and then, put, then he puts it all in a mixer. Yep. And so, and then he sends me an email. Yeah. And then that's what I practice with. Boy, uh -huh. When, when I was a kid, we didn't have that stuff to practice. With. I bet, yeah. That's and, really cool. And I, I tell people that uh, they all, not everybody does, it, it's not that big of a deal. But when I started here, uh, I was over in the gym. For, yeah, for I month. heard this. Abby, uh, a researcher, yeah. said that, that you'd uh, had a little uh, recall while you were your yeah, first night working here, there, right? Yeah. yeah, about two in the morning. But yeah. We were down here, we played a prom and homecoming. Uh-huh. And it would have probably been 67 and 68. Wow, yeah. So I'm guessing that probably in, in the fall of 67, we would have played the homecoming. Uh-huh. And got booked to come and do the prom. You see, yeah. I played my first dance. I'll never forget that. Halloween night in Palestine. Really? In 1966. Yeah. I was 13. <laughs> Matter of fact, the two times when we played down here, I still couldn't drive. Really? Yeah, I had to drive with my dad. Wow. Him and him and the other, the bass player's dad, they were our managers. And, uh -huh. and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. They had the, the Robinson radio station. That guy was kind of promoting us and everything. Awesome. And before we what was the band's name? Back then it was Royal Knights. Royal Knights. Yeah. All right. Royal Knights. Like uh, KN or NIT? Yeah, KN, yeah. Okay. Royal Knights. You know where, you know where okay. we got it from? Because the Root Store back then sold clothes brands, and that was one of their oh, brands. Oh, okay. Royal Knights. Uh huh. Yeah, Royal Knight Clothes. So that's what we went with. It's a good name. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and then. Then I started teaching when I was still living at home. Uh -huh. I started teaching when I was 19. So you and taught when you were 19. You eventually taught, uh, did you teach at a place, uh, at a school? You taught at a school also, yeah, but I also taught. a place. Oh, was you it talk the music? about a disaster. My first oh, really? <laughs> the first time out at Lincoln Trail College uh -huh. was uh, two hours. Uh, and the students ranged anywhere. There was like 42 or 43 in a class. Uh -huh. And they ranged like from six years old to 60. Oh, wow. And uh -huh. some of them had How many in a class did you say? About 42. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just in a big... traditionally we guitar the lessons one-on-one? -on -one, but I guess there's, of course, there's See, courses. That's, was that, that's what I had to do. Because well, I, yeah. I didn't know I was getting into that deal. Yeah, you right. Know, and so then I just tried to figure out, okay, how are, how far are you? How far yeah. are you groups? So then right. after about two or three weeks, I had groups. Uh -huh. you know, and then uh -huh. I just go around, you know. And, and I told them after that uh, that... You know, if I did it, it was going to be on uh, just single lessons, uh -huh. you know, one on one. Yeah. And then if I decided that I had two students who were close, then uh -huh. I put them together. Yeah. And so, I taught guitar in, in Robinson in the evenings for twelve years for the music staff. That's what I saw. The music staff was that a business there? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to find it. I I, I couldn't she, find it on the internet or any no, mention of it. Oh, no, she so retired. And then uh -huh. after she retired. Was it a smaller operation? Yeah. Than one yeah, owner. And, and, well, yeah, just one owner. Uh -huh. And. Uh, yeah, she owned it, uh -huh. and uh, she had a piano teacher, a drum uh -huh. instructor, and then I taught guitar. And, uh -huh. and had, as a matter of fact, uh, when she moved to the other place in location down by the park in Robinson, mm -hmm. she brought the produce mart, and, and I remodeled her music store. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because of my carpet machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so, uh, so I remodeled that. Uh -huh. So I did that 12 years, and yeah. then she uh, she closed down and retired uh -huh. out of business. So I think it's about a month later, Lincoln Trail had a an ad in there. So I called Yvonne to ask her about it. And she said, yeah. I said, now, is that individual lessons? Or, she uh -huh. said, oh, yeah, it's individual. Uh -huh. So I went out there. I was on Wednesdays once a week. Okay. And, uh, so I asked her, I, I said, well, when can I audition? She said, forget that. When can you start? Right, yeah. And I said, well, when do you need me? She said, tomorrow too uh -huh. soon? <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll be there. You know? Right. So the best thing out of that deal, uh -huh. uh, one of my students uh, was in the the orchestra pit on Mano La Mancha. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I helped him get that. That's, then, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then three of my students were foreign exchange students. Yes. Uh, that were really excited about learning guitar. Oh, man. They used to come they by my to apartment. Your, uh, your I had to finally tell them, hey, Friday through Sunday, that's my time. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, they just drop in. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They all <laughs> Because they were. They one, were excited. One yeah. was Switzerland. Uh-huh. And uh, he, yeah. was, he was a tennis ace, you know. Uh-huh. He was good at tennis. And, uh, 
uh, it, I'll never forget his name here. It took me so long to remember it. Dilip Villamassari. That's a pretty <laughs> awesome yeah, name, so but I, I can see how that yeah. thing phonetically the, get it. And then the other two was Alex and Vera. Uh -huh. And one was from Kazakhstan, yep, and the other yep. was from Uzbekistan. Really? Wow. Did they were they good? Did they get pretty good? Oh yeah, they got pretty good. To do you know? Do you know anything about them now? What they're I up to? Know, or I don't know where. Yeah. The, what I remember was uh, uh, Vera. Now she wanted to learn so much that she was maxed out on her college credits, so she didn't get any credit. But uh -huh, she was but she with Alex, just wanted to. And so she went. And I said, Yeah, just come on in. Uh huh. And cool. They, and I bought her a book and said, Hey, you know. That's awesome. And, and, and you guys have something. To, but I never forget what the song she wanted to learn was uh -huh. Unchained Melody. Oh, Think of course, Ghost, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the it, Righteous Brothers. Yeah, and the, and, uh, from yeah. that movie. Uh, the go uh, Ghost. Oh, no, I mean, but it was originally, in, it's Unchained Melody. It's from a movie called Unchained. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it was way uh, back, Unchained yeah. Melody, and they made song. They yeah. made a song for it. Nobody remembers that movie anymore. Yeah. But Ghost, yeah, 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 everybody remembers that so, one. So, uh, That's know. fun. I, I mean, I love that song. I used to really love oldies and the Righteous yeah. Brothers were towards the top of my list. I song in band. Yeah. So I said, do you want to learn that yeah. song? She just had she a said, thing She for said, yeah, could you learn that? Was it around the time the movie Ghost had come out? No, it was after that. That's what I meant. I, so maybe sure that was. where it, yeah, she got that's it from. Yeah, because I don't think she remembered from way back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, I said, well, you mean this song? And I just started playing it. Uh -huh. got real uh, she's so excited. I, I said, oh, that's I the said, great. Yeah. When I a said, kid cares about, the, when they want, oh, it's just the best. Like creative writing, I see it sometimes. Video, I see it sometimes. When all of a sudden they're all in and you're like, Oh, you actually like this thing that I like. Okay, that's awesome. We got this. Let's yeah, let's get you started. So with yeah, it. that that was the highlight of that. Awesome. At the, the, the school, I did that for about two and a half years. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, the the retirement program up there was uh, with this one mm -hmm. uh, compatible. Uh huh. Oh, that's not a word, but uh -huh. uh, interchangeable. That ain't it either. Uh, there's five in Illinois, and yeah. they're all reciprocal. Re okay, right. Yeah, See, I don't even remember the terms. Yeah, I'm so yeah, bad yeah, with that so, stuff. So. When I retire, Thank God which, for our union members that so, figure this stuff out for us and keep track of it. So, and I didn't think I'd ever get in this situation, but yeah. when I taught up there in 1990 to 92 and uh -huh. a half, the, the threshold to retire was only eight years. Oh, wow. So when I started here, and I thought, well, I can handle this till I get on Social Security. Yeah. Well, then IMRF mm -hmm. notified me, hey, you know, if you want to pick that up up there, uh -huh. you can retire in eight years. Really? Because it's 10 years now, uh -huh. but I grandfathered in up at eight. Uh -huh. So when I told, it, and see, I never made it any bones about that yeah. all I was working for when I found out I could get a minimum retirement. Yeah. That eight years. Yeah. And I had that a couple of years ago in July. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're working to live, isn't it? You shouldn't have to yeah. uh, hide that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I like to spend money. Uh -huh. Me and too, yeah. I, I couldn't live at, at the pace I do uh -huh. if I wasn't, you know. Still. Plus, I'd be going nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Uh, yeah. I've had I've had a lot of conversations about retirement with people with this because I've been talking to several people retired Chris Simpson and Denise yeah. Eagleson and I plan on talking to Shannon Winters all people at the end of it yeah. I'm just a little fascinated by the concept of it and the thought of you know reaching that point and how do you feel at that point is I wonder how I'm going to feel I'm at a very mid to mid point yeah and uh, I I feel I just finally feel like oh I I see why like when I started I was like there's no way I'll ever be ready to retire I'd need to be busy forever. But I could tell now, like, I'm going to be ready to slow down at a point. Yeah, to slow down. Yeah. And the thing is, how can you slow down in, in a workplace without getting canned because you're not? Right, yeah. You know, and so you gotta you got to jockey those positions. Yeah, you got to so, so set that's that where, up for yourself. That's where this substitute teaching certificate uh -huh. comes in. Really you know, that, that, that took a lot of pressure off. Uh -huh. you know? And even that two weeks that, that I wasn't working as custodian, mm -hmm. I could tell my body getting. Yes. You know? And I thought, well about another couple of weeks of this, and I'll be one of them that's out walking up and down the roads uh -huh. in the evening instead yeah. of doing something else because I'm not getting any exercise. Right, yeah. So, see, that had a lot to do with it, too, you know. I could see that. And, yeah. and I, I have, I was diagnosed probably 12 years ago with early COPD. Uh-huh. So, and I quit smoking. And that's good, yeah. So that's this is how, how did you do it? How did you quit smoking? Prayed about it. Did you? Did that really help? Yeah. I mean, that, oh, yeah. just the focus on yeah, it yeah, and just I've asking trying, for help I, with it? Crap, I've been trying. There's the word crap, you know. See, <laughs> I, I, I don't consider that a swear no, word. No, I don't either. Because the guy's name was Thomas Crapper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and if, if crap that, that he dealt with is, yeah. is bad, then his name's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
but it's better than the alternative. Yeah. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll fit into society circles better. But uh, uh, where were we? Uh, how did you How did you quit? I quit. Oh, oh I yes. went cold turkey oh. one day after my dad's yeah. surgery because he'd quit when he was much younger. Yeah. Uh, well, when he was my age now, actually. Yeah. Um, and after my mom had died, uh, he really kind of got back there. We finally like, got to a point where he quit, you know, yeah. for his kids or whatever. Many years later, and now he just got done with prostate surgery, and I saw him come up and out of the ether, and he was very it, very affected. And I was like, I did, when I'm this age, when I'm his age, you know, what am I going to be like? And I walked out of that hospital yeah. thinking about it, and I flicked away my last cigarette, and I was just like, let's just see how long we can go. And it's yeah. been, you know, about uh, six years now, so, so yeah, I yeah, think I'd, I'm good. I'd, I'd been trained for about a week or two, uh -huh. you know. So you kind of tapered it off a little and, bit and, and, as you pushed well, yourself. No, I just. Oh, you, you just know, stopped and, 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 and see. I I had a vape thing. Uh huh. When they first come out. Yep. And so I the early ones, not yeah. the the modern ones, are no, no, those things are nuts. They I tried one over camping yeah. trips because I didn't yeah. want to be tempted to smoke. And yeah. my God, the nicotine buzz you get from that. I oh, get yeah. why kids are so addicted. So uh, it's now crazy. I tell you what, how I got off of it, and I tell everybody, uh -huh. uh, I was doing the vaping stuff. And, and and I had uh, I had a deal like uh, if I had a cigarette and mm -hmm. put it out to get in the shower and then I smoked the rest of it. Well, uh -huh. that Sunday evening, but I was gonna quit the next day. Yeah, I started to pick that cigarette up and just to finish it off. And uh -huh. I'm like, crap, I'm gonna finish tomorrow. I, you know, why not just do it now? Yeah, and, and that's the last time I smoked a cigarette. That, you remember the last one too? Huh? And and then how I got to where I hardly ever used this vapor thing here. Uh -huh. That's just about straight vegetable oil. Oh yeah, it, uh -huh. it, it's light tobacco flavored and it's uh -huh. zero nicotine. Uh huh. So, because I was hitting the vapor, uh -huh. and I didn't wasn't sure about that either. I'd I wanted to. They they were still the early versions yeah. that were more. They just didn't have quite as much nicotine. They hadn't yeah. quite figured it out yeah, yet. Yeah, they hadn't. But I also was like, I don't want to replace this, which yeah, I, not I, not I, it's not it's saying anything against anybody who uses that as yeah. a quitting smoking yeah, aid. I, I totally understand, but yeah. mine was like. I am just gonna yeah, white knuckle this sucker. <laughs> it was rough. The first few days were though. nuts. The first two well, months were it's like, so what have difficult. You gained if you're still yeah. shooting the nicotine, in. right? But yeah. Some of that uh -huh. stuff was 18 and 20 percent yeah. nicotine. Yeah. Oh, now it's so, it's so, wild how strong. So those then are. when I found out that the, the zero nicotine was available, that's uh -huh. when I switched to years ago. Yeah. And I I, I don't think that. Yep. I've had this. I don't think I've. Those are kind of newer, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's a mail order thing. Uh -huh. but I don't think I've puffed on this thing for the last week. Yep. Just, it's just kind of nice to have and to I keep from. It, you know. And also, it's been long enough that the nicotine isn't the draw. Yeah, the nicotine. Yeah, I well, walked around. I think it's the oral fixation. I walked around with a pen and I just like yeah, an actual pen yeah. and just like, like Sometimes pretended I to suck on it. And I use a little bit of nicotine. That could work. Yeah, I use a little bit of nicotine lozenges. Those those really work for some reason. Just yeah. the tiniest piece too, because I yeah. got down to four cigarettes a day. I was really yeah. and I, I rolled them too. They're much less nicotine yeah, in the the tobacco I got. But I still just couldn't couldn't cross that final bridge until, you know, I got pushed over that one day. What kind of hobbies do you have? What are your interests outside of school? I know you built a fountain for your pond. Yeah, is what Landon told me. Yeah, um, and uh, you rebuilt a uh, an engine for an eighty two uh, uh, um, eighty two Ford. Yeah, is what he said. Uh, so do you work with your hands a lot at home? Is that kind of yeah. how you uh, just kind of un un uh, Turn off your brain and. Oh, if, if I can fix something yeah. mechanically, uh, yeah. well, my granddad was a, a mechanic at a Chevy garage. He, uh -huh. was, he was a certified Cadillac mechanic, uh -huh. cra the Cadillac Craftsman mechanic. And, but uh, I don't know a whole lot, but I like working with my hands. I like working out in nature. Mm -hmm. I like working outside. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't run out of anything to do down there outside. Right. Yeah. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't here as a custodian? Probably substitute teaching. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, you know, I'd have to make money somehow. Right. For sure. And, uh, and, and that would beat anything else I could do. Yeah. You know, Understood. For the money. But, yeah, that's it. And uh, if I get to, you know, still alive and whatever, get to where I can't keep up this pace, then that's what I'll fall back on. Uh-huh. Is the substitute teaching until I just don't feel like I want to go. Uh-huh. See, the, the substitute teaching, the, the, the draw that has if, you know, you don't have to do it every day if you don't feel like it. Right, yeah. You know, if that if is not, you can be flexible. You know, if you're full time, you know, they expect you there every day. Yeah. Or hopefully. What do you think about ultimate retirement? Like, how do you see that? Do you just kind of hope you just keep having something to do or? Uh, I don't, I don't know what I'd do if I did, you know. I, yeah. I, I really don't. 
get into traveling that much. Right. I'm not into flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me neither. Uh, it's been an argument uh, with my wife recently. We used to go recently. down to the Gulf Coast a lot, down to yeah. the shores. And uh-huh. down oh, for there. sure. Uh, I haven't been there for about three or four years. I yeah. have a good friend in Palestine. We'd go down Super Bowl weekend, uh-huh. you know, and be there for two or three days and come back. Yeah. But that got, and then we'd go to Galveston Island. Now, that's a nice place to go. Uh-huh. Got a place called the Poop Deck right on Seawall Boulevard. Uh-huh. And it was in a Texas, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger movie. Oh, sure, yeah. But yeah, and then they got a big pleasure pier out there that goes uh-huh. out over the, 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 the water. That area's so, great. Yeah, I haven't it, been it, there, it, but. Not to, but that trip, when we come back from there, we come straight through and took us 20 hours. I know. I've driven it a couple times, and it's a, we're talking about going to Florida for some things, and I'm, I'm trying to get myself to go onto a plane because I do want to travel a bit with my wife, and, you know, she wants us to go some places as we're getting on in years and we're getting, you know, more. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I, I feel like I'm going to try for her, but I had really bad experiences in flying. I, I am not comfortable I, with I it. I flew from St. Louis to Dallas back mm-hmm. once, and that, that was that, it. That was yeah. enough for me. You know, yeah. Was, I mean, I wasn't impressed with it. And, yeah. Uh, I felt really uncomfortable. My ears popped, and it was really oh, yeah. painful. And you, you wonder if there's. You know, and uh, I was just in a anxious when, you, when you're going to crash. Big anxious panic the whole <laughs> oh, time. Man, yeah. I, you know, it's more dangerous than a car for sure. I believe that statistic, yeah. but it gives me no comfort in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just in there trapped, and it's just I'm in God's hands. I'm in this pilot's hands. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I can't help look out. Like I, I, I sat next to the window seat. I thought it'd be cooler. Nope. I did not like that because I could feel the space under me. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, boy, it's a long way to fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just and just the knowing, <laughs> like, yeah, on the just, way down. Just the thing. What a horrible yeah. way. But even though it's most likely, it's obviously, the anxiety is what the real problem is. But no, I did, other than, I, I think if, if, if I retired and didn't have something to do, I'd get the feeling, a sense of uselessness. And, and yeah. you retire and you're, you're on limited income, then you don't yeah. have the money to do the things yeah. that you like to do. A lot of people just kind of sit down in front of the TV and bitch. You know, yeah, 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 and that's, I don't think that's the way to spend your golden years. No, no, I don't see me just doing nothing all day long other than channel surfing and yeah, uh, reading, well, you can't even read newspapers anymore unless you get on the internet. But yeah, right. So, no, I'm, it's, it's not something that I'm afraid of. I just, I'll just do it when it comes around, I reckon. Yeah, uh, right. But I got my retirement beard. You sure do. It's it's I'll, glorious too. I cut it back some, but yeah, I'll cut it back when I retire. Oh, okay. You know, when, when I get done here and I yeah. actually retire from my RMRF, I'll, I'll cut it off. Or not all the way off. I'll cut but it down. Back to respectable length. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a well, a good ten inches at least, yeah, if it, not. You got probably got a foot there from the nose to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Might, might have. Yeah, I'd say easily. What were you like in high school? In your measure, how do you remember yourself being? Were you a wild kid? Were you? Uh, no, I, n- I never drank or smoked. Uh-huh. Well, I smoked cigarettes, but I never yeah. drank or smoked any pot till I got to about. Well, the first time I drank was my uh-huh. sen- junior year. My brother uh-huh. was a senior. Yep. And I got so sick on that yeah. Southern Comfort. And oh, gosh. I never want any more. That's, that's awful. So I never drank again until after I got out of high school. Yeah. And uh, uh, I never got into pot and drugs till I was in college. Yeah. So uh, I didn't uh, cut school till my senior year. Really? Cut to school one day. Yeah. You know, I knew it was a yeah. small town. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, by being in the band mm-hmm. and playing, see, that's like Clay City over there. There's yeah. nothing over there now. But when they had teen centers back in the 60s, uh-huh. we played over there five times. Yeah. And that place was packed every time. Close yeah. There's nothing to do in Clay City. Yeah. So you get a live band coming in the teen yeah. centers, but everybody's there. And I kind of missed a lot of uh, high school activities like that on uh-huh. weekends because we were usually playing some other town. Yeah. Uh, would you uh, change that if you could, or would you rather just redo it the same way? Uh, I'd, I'd redo it the same way. It might yeah. change some of my attitude. Sure. You know, <laughs> but, but no, uh, I, I really enjoyed the experience I got. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, Sounds super cool. And uh, when back in the 80s when I was teaching up there at the music staff, yeah, I had some guitar students who were pretty talented. Yeah. There was a drummer in there, and uh, uh, the, the teacher for him was teaching him uh-huh. she taught at BU but she come in on Saturdays and, and taught there in uh-huh. in Robinson so I'd see her there so uh, I sent got them all together there's five of them and the bass player I was teaching him and he ended up to go into the state jazz competition mm-hmm. his dad was the, the band director in, in Robinson mm-hmm. Mike Embry and uh, so 
I started a band with them guys and managed them for about a year. And the difference in society in the 80s, there, there were no teen centers anywhere. Mm-hmm. Every place we went, we had to book a place. Like yeah. We did City Hall and uh, Clay City. Uh-huh. Most of them we would do the community centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had to rent yeah. and, and hope that you get enough money yeah, to, to pay, rent to pay them that. guys. You know? Yeah, cover the overhead so, or whatever. So that was the change here. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you f- I meant to ask this earlier. Do you feel like, I'm really interested in this question actually, do you feel like that um, you had more students that were successful or more that kind of, because in music instruction, I mean, I definitely get it through as an English instructor, but in music instruction, from the outside, I almost wonder, is there just, you regularly have people that they just don't, it just, they don't cut it, they don't, they decide they don't like it. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a really high percentage and, and is maybe that's just the way it is? Or do yeah, you feel like you had a, t- most of your students were successful? I don't know. Uh, no, I had a percentage that that just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Or, or they got it and it wasn't worth the effort. Right, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, they just did. Because it's a lot of time. Building it's, your calluses yeah. up and getting, you know, it, it's, it's time consuming. But yeah, I, I think the maybe 75% uh-huh. got it and then enjoyed yeah. it, oh, you know, to, to where they, that's really you great. know, that they could. Uh, to go on and, and play for their enjoyment. And at least noodle around. Uh, I don't think any of them went on to play professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I didn't have any that that was good. Yeah. But now, see, I did have one that it was like six months, and he just, you know, it was like he didn't get it. And I was about ready to say, well, maybe you should. Maybe this isn't for you. And uh, man, then it's like the Ford light bulb went off. Really? Yeah. And man, just he, clicked. Yeah, just clicked, and he just took off, you know. And That's I was awesome. talking to his parents about it, you know. Yeah, I had some that just wanted to take lessons and say they were taking lessons. Yeah, you know, they they like the idea of it more than yeah, and, uh, more than the work. <laughs> so they could tell their classmates they were taking guitar lessons. Yeah, didn't care whether they learned anything. Yeah, so so you, uh, yeah, there. I think that's every like, music teacher is familiar with that. I'm sure. It, it's like, you know, it's like uh, twinkle twinkle little star. You uh-huh. know, you got like eight notes. Yeah. And three lines, and, and they, you tell them to practice a half hour a day, and then they come back a week later, and they, they can't play it. But uh, I yeah. practiced every day, and I'm thinking, uh-huh. oh, that that is has to be a line. Yeah, if, if you actually practice eight hours, uh, you'd at eight, least get half this. an hour every day for yeah. a week. You know, uh-huh. if you practice half an hour. Uh, what did I say? Eight hours. Yeah. That's that's what professionals do. Half uh-huh. hours. Only half an hour a day. Uh-huh. Yeah. They come back after a week and say, yeah, I did. Well, then you're thinking, well. But you can't do it. Yeah. If you did that for half an hour a day and this is all the better you are, maybe you should try a trumpet or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But but I never said that to them. But yeah. you think it. You sure. Know, music's just about like anything. You, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've got students in this class that you'd like to say, if you would just apply yourself a little yeah. bit, you could get it. Yeah. Instead of sitting there like a bump yeah. on a log. If yep. you would just apply. And you'd actually get something out of it. Yeah. What are some things that kids today would not understand about your generation? Oh, I got that. And I, th- uh-huh. I thought on that some, and I think I come up with a pretty good answer okay. to the to both of them. Okay, yeah, because that's the both I want to ask. Yeah, like, yeah, so it, it, what it I'm is, wondering is, what do you, for, for our listeners here, is uh, what are some things that kids wouldn't understand about your generation? And in turn, what are some things that people your generation don't understand about kids today? Yeah, what they wouldn't understand about our generation is our collective or no, of their of their generation, what I don't understand is their collective lack of respect. Uh-huh. I mean, just, just yeah. And, and what I think that they would have uh, trouble understanding about our generation would be our collective respect. Uh-huh. How many people have respect? Uh-huh. For, just in general, for yeah, just in general, for a lot of people and a lot of things have respect. Yeah. You know. Why do you think, and not that either one of us knows, but I would agree that there is that difference, at yeah. least on its base, then. What do you think happened? I think too many kids, uh, the the money factor mm-hmm. and, and getting better paying jobs and all that, that I think they're just spoiled. Mm-hmm. I don't think they appreciate what they've got and mm-hmm. what somebody had to do to get it. Uh-huh. You know, uh, so, but that's been around for decades. Yeah. I think it's... Probably more prevalent because there's the the it's still more expensive to get by. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, I I see some that uh, and that goes in line with uh, what was that? Uh, oh, the thing about yeah, 
down here in the past school, uh, uh -huh, what yeah. did you have to face that students today wouldn't understand? Right, yeah. Back then, there was a, a, like a, a personal dress code, uh -huh. you know. You didn't see people come to school with sweatpants, mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. And when I was in grade school, my mom made our shirts and yeah. made my sister's dresses and uh -huh. know, out of patterns. And yeah, actually made them. Yeah, yeah I remember helping hold the patterns and the yeah. needles and pins in there. You know. But I, I don't think today they got that pressure because it's probably just as cool to have some sweats and a hoodie yeah. is to have some expensive designer yeah. pants. So you can kind of tell, or I can looking just objectively which ones put a lot of stock into fancy clothes and which uh -huh. ones don't give a crap. Yeah. You know, uh, I think maybe, I mean, maybe part of that is when you see your clothes being made and that's right. what you have, you know, that's like you were talking about, just uh, that lack of respect maybe comes out of a loss of appreciation for what these things yeah, are. You yeah, know? it is. I see it with Chromebooks for sure. These Chromebooks these students have. And, you know, I remember when I was in school, computers first showed up. Yeah. Boy, the kid that was the one that stole all the balls out of the mouses when they used to have yeah. those trackballs in it, that kid was a menace, you know. And yeah. some of us were like, dude, we can't use the computers because of you. Because yeah. she had to lock them all up. And it was yeah. like, yeah. This, we're lucky to get this stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it just, yeah. yeah. And over time, that's kind of waned because now everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket. Yeah. And at first when Chromebooks came out, you saw much more respect for them. And, you know, my, my school in Georgetown, we got a, a couple classroom sets there. A buddy of mine, Matthew Harmley, shout out to you, Matt got a couple Chromebooks early on in that thing, and we were so proud to get it. We talked to our students about it. We really had to do a ton of fundraising to get it. And now it's one-to-one, -one, which is awesome. The school has done this amazing thing of being able to get to one-to-one, -one, especially you know with COVID and made all that. But what happens is it becomes ubiquitous. It becomes something everybody has, and then you start to see the lack of respect when even students that you would think you know that show respect in general to themselves and to items, they'll just pick it up by the screen and show somebody something. It's like I've seen screens pop when people do that before. I've seen that happen, uh, and, and you know, with clothes too, we have clothes are so cheap and they're easy to get, and yeah. you lose an appreciation for that kind yeah. of thing. So, and, and on another thing, I don't know, but I've probably seen around town probably four or five students here mm -hmm. that I've seen that work at places around town. Mm -hmm. And I always try to tell them that I appreciate the fact that they're willing to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, I tell them, I said, you, you, you probably won't realize it now, but later down yeah. the road, you, you will be glad. It makes a difference you, in your character, yeah. and it it's like exercise. It gets you ready yeah. for contributing and also fending for yourself. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It, gives, it gives you a, a, a self, you know, that, that you're kind of, Help take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you understand your own value that way, too. Yeah, yeah, like, like, this is what I provide for other people. I know that I'm a good worker. Yeah. And you can go into a job interview mm -hmm. like you did and say, well, mm -hmm. I know anybody on that list. I don't even know who's on it, but yeah. I know I can keep up with them because I'll put in the work. And now you know what that means. You and know? See, I bought it burned up in 2008, and I got me another one now. But the, the first thing, I, my very first income tax return in 1970, I went from Palestine down to Lawrenceville to the uh -huh. tax shop, and I bought yep. me one of them leather buckskin fringe jackets. Uh -huh. I had like $98 on yeah. my tax return and yeah. the coat was like $102. Yeah. And I had that for yeah, 36 years yeah. before it burned up and yep. all the fringe was still intact. And, you know, people <laughs> like, get your hands off that. Yeah. I paid $100 for this. Coat. Yeah. You're not going to tear it up. Yeah, right. Just because, you know, <laughs> stop it. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah, you have more respect for something that you really pay yeah. for and that that you, when you, when it's the thing you have versus, oh, I can just get another one. Well, Steve Rogers, Captain America himself. Yeah, yeah, Captain Thank America. Thank you so much. Yeah. I yeah. should have brought my little, oh, we're not doing a video. Yeah, I wouldn't see. He <laughs> is dressed, uh, I'm going to tell you everybody out there, he is dressed in full Captain America uniform, 100% uh, Steve Rogers from the uh, the first Avengers film. <laughs> yeah, to finish up on, the first time I didn't even watch the movie. Yeah. And down at I wondered how, uh, when this, occurred. I mean, did, was it when the movies came out you found out? When you were younger, nobody said like, oh, there's no, this comic no, book where this major character has yeah, your it, name. It was, I'd had a CD ordered at Record Seller Vincent. Uh-huh. And, and you put Steve uh, Rogers and they uh, thought you were using it. And I went it. to pick it up and that kid over there asked me what my name was. And I told him he started laughing. Really? And I said, huh? What's so funny? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I said. What's, what's so funny about that? And he said, you don't know? And I said, evidently not. <laughs> he said, the movie. 
Captain America, yeah. Steve Rogers. <laughs> I said, oh, now I know, but no, now I, I know. He said, you never watched the movie? I said, no. So, and then, I don't know, about six months later, I get my cool supplies from New York. Uh-huh. And uh, I called out there to order me a cover last winter. Yeah. For the cool cover. And I told the guy my name. Now, this guy had a sense of humor. Uh-huh. I mean, when I told him, he, he didn't just chuckle. He just got, he burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Did he think you were messing with yeah, him? Yeah, I, I, I just said, I said, yeah, I know, and I told him about the story about the CD. <laughs> and I, I said, I know all about it, you know, and he's still laughing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show you. Uh-huh. Uh, the, when I, I got two of them uh-huh. that the, they sent to me because I ordered something else, but I got two pieces of cardboard that's got that mailing label on it that says Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain Really? America. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> I've got that, yeah, so. Yeah, I'll keep that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'll have to. You have to send me a picture of that, and yeah. I can post it on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Hey, I hope I was helpful. I, you absolutely were. It's, I, I had a great time talking to you. Yeah. Uh, and to Richland County High School, you matter, Steve. So, All right. Well, I, thank I you. hope so. Thanks again to Steve Rogers for sitting down for that interview. It was really fun to chat with him. We really appreciate the work that Steve does around here and that the other custodians do around here. And they really, I mean, do a job that is so necessary and is underappreciated, as you can tell. Oh, absolutely. Most people these days, I I don't know about most people, I think a lot of people these days have an appreciation for a custodian and their job. And unless you're a high schooler. Unless you're, not all of them. He does say, he he said that he, what he really appreciates when he gets a high schooler that says, hey, thank you for, keeping the bathrooms clean. You know, yeah. I like to go into a clean bathroom. And I that feel like a lot really of the younger classes feels good for him. Yeah. And there's just some that, you know, don't disrespect people that are in service work. Yeah. Like don't, that really says a lot about the kind of Please person yeah. somebody is. But if you see Steve or any other custodian walking around, say thank you. Say thank you. I mean, look around at this place and see how big of a job it is to keep it clean. And think about, you know, what it's like for your parents or guardians to clean up after one or two teenagers in their house and multiply that by about four or five hundred. And then imagine what it's like to try and really keep this place together. There's only a handful of them and there's a lot of people out there. So mm-hmm. try not to leave such big messes and just show them a little respect and, and tell them thank you. Clean just, up they'll they'll really appreciate it. It's, it's free. It's free to say thanks to somebody. Mm-hmm. It costs you nothing. So this week is prom week, as we said. So this Friday, normally we would have Sophia with a student interview. Uh-huh. But instead, we're going to switch our days this week, Friday to Monday. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. Switching up on you guys. Sorry. Uh, this Friday will be my interview with, that's yet to be done, with Miss Gray and Miss Russ. They're going to eat me alive during the it, legends. I'm sure. But um, no, they're very good friends of mine that I have worked with for a very long time in the freshman, especially mm-hmm. with the freshman English class. We kind of... I work on that together. I wasn't in yours. I wasn't in the freshman English class with you three, and I regret it. Yes, <laughs> with the, the um, when we used to have teen teaching. A, yeah, I hold a very big grudge. Sixty kids in, in a classroom, class and uh, yeah, and two of us. It, it just yeah. kind of was that. That was COVID year too, right? Yeah, that was my freshman year. Yeah, and was that? Did you have English before that, or? I had English, but it was just with another set of three teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I had. Freshman year, why it would have been another three? I think you did. Yeah. yeah. I had We had different blocks. So, oh, you had three because it would have been. I, um, yeah, because it was in the big room. It, well, it was. And that, we I were had, in there, but you, there was an inclusion. So there's an inclusion. The teacher, funniest thing was is I teacher. did have Mrs. Gray. Uh-huh. But she left for another job very close to the That's end of right. my class. That's right. And I didn't really know who she was. I was like, yeah. she seems cool. And yeah. now she's and my now she's a huge part <laughs> yeah. of your life with CEO. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to those two as crazy it's going to be as it's going to be to talk to them. Because, like I said, it'll be I'll be lucky if I get a word in edgewise, or if they if I don't get out unscathed, it'll be amazing. They're mm-hmm. going to tear me apart and make me look like an idiot in some way. Well, in the way that they do. <laughs> so that'll be Friday. But uh, they are the uh, we together are the junior class sponsors. So we'll talk about some prom memories. We'll probably talk a little bit about team teaching, and they'll make fun of me a lot. So that'll be great. So have a great prom week. Be safe. Thank your custodians. Make good choices. Make good choices. Be safe. Our School Matters with your hosts, Sophia Raines and Jeffrey Wright. Produced by me, Evan Irvin. Executive produced by Jeffrey Wright and Sophia Raines. Theme and incidental music composed and performed by Evan Irvin. Research provided by Abby Adler. 
and our School Matters is hosted by Voices of Richland County Podcast Network, an RCHS VAT Club affiliate. Rate and review this show on Apple or Google Podcasts, and we may read your comments on our show. You can also contact us at vatclub at rccu1.net. Please subscribe to us on your preferred podcast apps.